Welcome to the DW Experience episode 10. Um, I am excited. Listen, tonight we are just going to talk. Um, we are going to have a great conversation about church hurt. Um, but before we get into that, um, one shout out to the uh, what's it, Tampa Buccaneers. Is that who won yesterday? Uh, and shout out to Tom Brady. Um, he got to be, what, 105 now? I'm winning those Super Bowls, so all, all my uh, Tampa Buccaneer fans, I hope everybody is having a great week out there. Um, tonight's discussion is going to be interactive. We are going to talk about the subject of church hurt. Does it exist? Um, and I have some people who are going to join it with me. Actually, I have some people who are going to join it throughout the night. But I reached out to my friends and I said, listen, um, would you would you come on tonight and uh, you know, have this conversation with me. Um, I see the people coming in, comment if you hear me. Um, do me a favor, it does not cost anything to click, like, and share. Share it with someone, share it with someone maybe you know that doesn't go to church or someone who's experienced church hurt or if you have an opinion about it and you wanna say something about it, you are gonna have the opportunity to come on and talk about it. So one, I want to introduce my fam tonight who's gonna enjoy me, um, my brother, uh, Walt B, y'all know him from the Walt B Connection show. Um, welcome, sir. Welcome, welcome to the DW Experience. Yeah, yeah, you know, I messed it up. <laughs> okay, no, I no, no. But you know it, though. Okay, I'm, I'm here for it. Okay, okay. And I brought on my little sister, uh, Brie. Uh, Brianna, you all have seen her. Um Hey y'all. With Tava and doing all things. Hey sis. Hello, welcome, hello. welcome everybody. How's everybody doing? Great. How you wonderful. doing, Bree? I am great. I'm doing wonderful. I had to pull myself together today. You did an awesome job too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know? It's you know? easy when you're naturally beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm just enhancing my blessing. You hear me? There you go. There you go. Uh, there it is. Um, so, so um, I'll just get straight into it because I have a feeling we are going to have a lot to talk about. Um, so I got basically today. So you know, I'm, I'm just a truth teller. I'm just going straight shooter. Um, I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about. I didn't have a guest, and I I was contemplating. I'm like, well, we have guests next week. We have a great guest next week and the following week and some great things coming up. And the Super Bowl was yesterday. Then I ran across this post. And um, a, a friend of mine, Kyra, Kyra Moreland, shout out to Kyra. Um, 
she posted this and I'm going to read it for you. Okay. Why is it that people inside the church always want to amplify church trauma, quote unquote? Mm. I'm always seeing something about church hurt. Here's the problem I have with this. When you utilize your platform to bring down the church, you are being divisive and giving non-followers a reason not to seek Christ and a church home. What even, what even is church hurt? Like go talk about job hurt. Something we something you use all the time. Y'all always have something negative to say about the church house, then turn around and wonder why you can't witness to your friends because you look how negatively important you speak. Get out of your feelings and also to all your church people, stop giving a platform to promote sin without correction if you're saved. So I want to ask y'all, go ahead, go ahead, Walt. I was just going to say, well, receive you the word of the Lord. I guess that's what she felt like she was doing. So does church hurt exist? Absolutely. Church Absolutely. hurt is a thing. Yes. It, it is a thing and it does exist. Okay, yes. so I've reached out to a couple of friends and I just wanted, they gave me permission to read their response. So I just okay. want to read them for you. Um, uh, 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 an evangelist friend of mine, um, oh, yeah. she, she said, the church is the body of Christ. Anyone who mm. is truly in the body does not hurt others without getting it right. Okay. People who go to the church house do hurt others, potentially because they are either spiritually immature or because they have rejected the ways of perpetrating like they are Christians. Mm -hmm. okay. I reached out to uh, Martina Sellers, therapist, okay. licensed married, uh, and I, I asked for his response. I reached out to a few people. So um, his response was, yes, I do believe that there is church hurt that not only exists, but is still prevalent in our Black community. We have to find a way to help the healing process and unite people back to church. I love it. So love it. my question for you all is, why do people not believe in church hurt? Or why is there still, it seems like there, it's a discussion that we can have. We could probably have this discussion every week on the show. Absolutely. About church hurt. Absolutely. Why, why is that? Why do you think that is, Brie? I honestly feel like it's a level of denial. Um, people do not want to um, take ownership in other people's trauma, um, no matter how deep or how lessened it may be. Um, and I truly believe that it's, it's understandable. It's a perfect example. It's like if you have a family member who um, committed a crime, um, you know, you have people in the family who don't hold that person accountable. They'll mm -hmm. be like free pookie in them, knowing that they deliberately did something illegal to put them in right. position, um, but they don't want the representation of that family to be what pookie did. And right. it's the same thing with church hurt. They don't want to recognize that people who are involved in the church or running the church are hurting people. So they don't want that level of reputation. So they rather deflect from it. So it makes it a lot, it, make, it pretty much makes the um, the emotion lessen when they deflect it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Walt, what do you think? I feel like it's, um, I, I totally agree with everything um, Brianna just said. I, I feel like that 
um, they feel like it would harm their spiritual connection with God for them to admit that they're wrong on certain levels. Yes. So I, I feel like they would they they seem to instead of the pastor just saying, you know what, I shouldn't have done that, or maybe I handled that wrong, or the evangelist saying, you know what, I absolutely preached your business over the pulpit. Please forgive me. I, that was not a word for God. I was actually gossiping in the mic. And instead of instead of saying those things, you know, directly, they feel like that would be um, a shot against their spirituality, you know, um, rather than humbling themselves. And just, it, we see it even with this election. I know these are two different things, but these people are so bent on being right, they can't even admit they're wrong. Even, wrong. Yeah. even when it's obvious that they're wrong. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so my question, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring um, my sister and I'm gonna ask Pastor Jay also, but um, I think, I guess the question is, is it fair to blame the church for what one person has done? Case in point, um, those of you who have been following me, who have heard my story, or everybody's, okay, we've got everybody, okay. Um, for me, if you've heard me tell the story of a church that I grew up in, uh, many, many moons ago um, in a small town that rhymes with Mamona. And um, <laughs> I, I had a, I, but I had a situation that happened um, with a particular person at the church. Um, but I felt like the church had turned their back on me. Like they had all collectively, you know, when I thought about that person hurting me, I associated it with the church. Was I, you know, right. is that fair? Is it fair to blame the church or should we blame the person? I feel like it depends on the circumstance. Absolutely. I will say it depends on how the church handles situations. Like, um, I won't go into great detail, but um, a situation involving my family um, that where we should have been embraced by our church family and our leaders in the church, we did not. So there is a level of ownership that the church needs to take because if we are supposed to be bringing people to Christ, we should be making sure that we take care of our own as well and not stirring anybody away from God, period. So it depends because there are people in the church who are just nasty and they shouldn't be associated with that congregation because that pastor right. or that leader might actually care about their congregation and that just one person spoiled the whole bunch but unfortunately there's many circumstances where there are situations in the church that happen and those leaders of those church do not take those people under their wings and they don't put them in the right light so that they can heal and then yes that church is 100% responsible Okay, I want to go over to Preston. Welcome, Preston. Um, What's going for those on, of you out there, what's hey, going on, Preston? Hey. Preston is an amazing musician. Um, he is also a, a, a PK, son of a pastor, and um, and married into a pastor's family. He he yeah. is, you know, right. the calling is on his life. He's going to be preaching one day soon. I see. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Let me stop. But um, uh, Preston and, and Preston's wife. Uh, uh, Tiffany, we, we were having a, a very good conversation and it was so good. I said, you know what? I want to talk about it on the show tonight. So I know Tiffany is resting in her comfortable spot. Um, Preston, what is your perception of church hurt? Like, let me ask you because you have a different perception. I believe that the title we use is wrong. 
Um, when people talk about church hurt, uh, on this rock I'll build my church. Uh, we can't call it church hurt when it's people who hurt us. She, she was saying we don't call it Walmart hurt when we got hurt at Walmart. Yes, you go to a church, and that particular church might not be in the spirit of love or you know walk under God, but when you put it under umbrella of church hurt, you put it under umbrella of who what's the church? Christ is the church. Christ hurt. We and you can't say that. It's like saying, let's go ethnic. You get somebody gets hurt by a black person and they call it black hurt. You're not gonna accept that. Black people didn't hurt you. This black gangster over here hurt you. Don't put this under black mm -hmm. people. Put it under what happened there. It was an African American who did it, a black person who did it, but our people didn't do it. And when you say church hurt, you're saying if you're not part of the church, you're part of the church, you're saying, yes, I hurt this person. Church hurt puts everybody under the same umbrella. And you can't you can't do that. You can't put the church because you're staining God's, you're putting a stain on his name. The church is upon this rock I build my church. It's the type, the title of I understand what people are saying, but once you put church on it, you like putting black, you, you put it under an umbrella. And it can't be done like that. But I understand. I, I, yeah. So, and I, I want to go to Pastor Jay after this. Um, I believe, and and uh, tag all your church friends, all my people, I believe the Black church has has gained a reputation of, of being synonymous with church hurt. Pastor Jay, why do you think that is? Well, one thing I want to just say, um, as overall, I think we get it confused. There's a lot of people that's bitter about saying that their church hurt, but they actually ran away from correction. And yeah. there's times where people were saying, well, I'm church hurt because I felt like it came harsher. You know, a lot of people that were not really even part of the ministry can leave the church and say, oh, I was church hurt because they let me do this and this and this but they were actually looking for a reason to leave in the first place. So as soon as you said, hey, this wasn't right, people are leaving and say, oh, don't, I'm church hurt. I don't like that church. They fake and all that stuff. So there's a distinguished difference between church hurt and somebody that's running away because of correction. Second thing that I would say to that is that it, you can't blame the organism in the organization. Like a lot of times we, we blame the whole church. And, and, and just like Preston said, you can't sit there and be like, well, because this one person did it, they, they're all that way. Then we're just grouping. That's just like what, if you be blunt about it, that's like, well, a lot of white people think about us. Oh, well, this one black person robbed me back in the day. So all black people are bad. So we can't, we can't even get to that point where we're saying, oh, I'm church hurt because this one pastor did me wrong. It is, I'm church hurt because which is one church and this happened, maybe God was just moving you out of that ministry because either you outgrew it, you were able to see that you were needed elsewhere and God had to make you uncomfortable in that situation so that you can go to another ministry. A lot of times we, we kind of misscrew that message that God puts us in and we don't go to another ministry, we just don't go back to church. And I've been in that one. I was a runner before in ministry, I would go and then somebody, something happened. And I'd be like, man, that's not right. That's not happening. And I would just say, well, church ain't for me. Until God had to deal with me personally and realize I'm not going to church for a person. I'm going to church for God. 
so that I could establish my relationship to show that I'm obedient, that I don't have any kind of delayed disobedience in my walk. Because a lot of times God will tell you to go do something and you're like, well, I don't like them, so I'm not going to go over there. Well, I don't like that pastor, so I'm not going to go over there. Well, I don't like that choir director over there, so I'm not going to go over there. When God really wants you to go there and show who he is and not who you are. Okay, that, that's a very good point. Now I want to go to Shakita. Uh, welcome, Shakita. A lot of you know my 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 co-host. She has a book out, um, and Shakita, you talked openly about your experience um, in in church. Um, what is your take on church hurt? Um, do you believe it exists, and what's your experience with it? Um, I I think that it definitely can be categorized in multiple ways um so my take on it is that i've seen it from both sides and church hurt to me um has been where it was a series of people in the church that hurt me and i'm talking about a lot of uh different people in leadership and because um i got hurt in one aspect and then i looked for help in another part of it it and it did not um they didn't help me. They actually condemned me even more. Um, then yes, there was an experience where I was, I said that I definitely experienced church hurt um, because, you know, sometimes uh, a lot of times uh, people don't see God for who he is. They see him through another person. And so when we're going to church and we're interacting with um people in leadership, we're expecting uh, subconsciously to see them uh, perform in a level, or not perform, uh, act and hold themselves in a way that is uh, in direct representation of God, and sometimes they're not. Now, as an adult, and I've, uh, I've become more mature, um, I've learned that a lot of times what people are doing behind closed doors in their own homes, they're just carrying it on as a leader in the church. Right. And so they are bleeding on people when they are dealing with some unresolved hurt right. themselves. And so that's, that's what I've, I've learned now as a, uh, a little bit more mature with my relationship with God. Okay. And I'm, I'm seeing some of the, the comments out there. Um, so to move a step further, because to me, what I'm hearing, and I want you all to chime in on this, to me, when I look at my experience with church, um, and, and I, I, I am back in church now, I've been through a lot, and a lot of people, y'all know my story, we'll save for another day, but I am back in church, and my thought is, is that the only Jesus people will see, the only church people will see is me, right? And so based on their experience with me, they will decide whether they want to come to this church or 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 not um yeah, a brand ambassador yeah so for me i'm struggling with one why are are people uh offended or bothered by saying church hurt do they not want to take on the responsibility or do they think it's it's unfair preston you tell me uh yeah i it's the branding of it is it's just, like you said the same thing with the, the whites and the black uh it's, it's like you put in every church in this category once you say church everyone's under the umbrella because there's only one church there's only one so now, now what's wrong church, with that though 
Um, so you, you you might as well call it Christ hurt then because he's a sinner. That's what you're saying. Christ hurt you, so you cannot put it on the individual. You said Christ is Christ hurt. But you wouldn't Brianna, say Christ hurt. I would have to disagree only because there is a separation between spirituality and religion. And Sweet. when I hear church hurt, I hear the religion aspect versus the spirituality. Now, if I said, I don't go to church because I don't like shouting. I don't go to church because, you know, they speak in tongues. They sound crazy. That's something that is me not understanding the word. But if I say that I went to an organization and I was mistreated, just like boys, um, scouts or anything like that, that's called trauma. And we can't just because we're church and we are associated with the church does not mean that we're saying that the or the the body of Christ hurt us in any way. It's the organization itself, which is called church, um, an assembly of people, not necessarily saying anything um, to disrespect God, Christ, or any the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit or anything like that. It's more so the people who hold themselves to a level of standard that we have to respect but then again, disrespect us in return. And that's where, you know, to me, I feel like church hurt or church trauma is where that um, phrase comes from. And I agree with that, but we don't call it, let's say, praise tabernacle hurt, because that's the one who hurt you. Why don't you just say right. this church? You try to, this, because it's this a church, church hurt me. I got hurt at this church. Yeah. This See, that's because the it's more individualized. That's a part of the problem. We want to accept all of the good when when the church does good, it's the church does this. But we don't want to carry any any of the weight when things don't when things don't go bad. We call it police brutality. We don't call it Moreno Valley Police Department brutality. Okay. We call it police brutality. See, I, I agree. I, I, I'm with you. And I will Moreno Valley police. I tell people all the time, uh, my police department is good. Don't say police will... department because I got a good police department. That's ridiculous. I have police officer uh -huh. friends. So to reset the room okay. on my clubhouse, I want to just uh -huh. say it like this. Um, we are as strong as our weakest link. And yes. if somebody, and I'm as a minister and a pastor on here, I have said a lot of I'm sorry and I hope you forgive. I For appreciate people that, that has never said that. Um, mm -hmm. as a minister, a pastor, but I have to carry the mantle because we are as strong as our weakest link. Yes. And mm -hmm. if I have to tell a young sister or a young brother that, you know, I'm sorry how that pastor treats you. I'm sorry how that church treats you. I'm sorry that people didn't receive you in love. Then that's what we have to do. That's but the, the main thing right. is we Agreed. have to identify and stop giving a platform to people that are going to continue to hurt people. See, a lot of times we we have a lot of people on platforms, big platforms, and they're hurting people <laughs> and it's causing that continuous cycle when they're when the highlighted people that are doing the good, that's really loving their, their flock, that's really doing great things in the ministry, it gets overshadowed by the bigger Got platforms it. of people that's Got doing it. that's doing those things that's hurting people. Then it's constantly, it's going to be a constant forever cycle of I'm saying I'm sorry, even though I've never hurt somebody, because I'm going to run against somebody that's going to say, oh, you a pastor? 
oh, you just like blah, 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 which I've heard countless times. And mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm nothing like them. I'm, I, 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 I'm totally different. But because of the mantle I hold, I will say I apologize for what that minister's done to you because we're not all the same. And, we're, and it, it's not right what you went through. Your, your emotions, what you went through is valid. And no one could tell you what you went through um, was not valid because what happened to you happened to you. But the main thing is sometimes we have to be those, how do you say, way makers. If you don't see the change, be the change. Right. If you okay. saw that that church member to, yeah. was wrong, then you be different. You know, I, I was in a situation where my pastor and I got into it and I started grouping people until I met a pastor that was real cool. And I said, you nothing like the pastor that hurt me. Right. So I started realizing, like, we can't always group because there's danger right. in grouping. I, and because sometimes then we're saying then there's people out there not doing the right thing. And then that's when we make a like if you've been on Clubhouse and all these non-believers start doing these things that they're seeing the Christians do, because it's not the non-believers going out there saying false prophet. It's not the non-believer that's saying this church is fake. It's not the non-believer saying that pastor is the wrong pastor. It's the non-believers seeing how we treat each other and then coming on top of it and saying, well, that's reliable church. We're just giving validation of a whole lot of things that we have shown what ministry is and it's not being right and not bringing us together. Let, let me ask you all this, um, um, because I, I hear what everybody's saying. Why is it wrong to just say church heard and for us to embrace? Be, because there's a lot of people walking around either. There's a lot of people walking around with a negative impression of the black church. I, I will say it like Facts. that. So what is wrong with saying I see your church hurt and I acknowledge it. And as a Christian being a part of the church, I am a part of your church hurt. And though I don't know that person that hurts you, because I'm a part of the church, I want to be here to 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 aid in your healing. At the at the end of the day, Jesus heals, right? Mm, but I'm again, also. the only Jesus people will see is us. So why can't why, why are we scared to just admit church hurt exists right. and, and put it on the people? There's why are no we scared fear. to take responsibility? Why is that not fair? Because here's the other thing I want to say. When Black people, when we talk about the good stuff, we'll get in and laugh. Black people and, and fried chicken. Black people and cornbread. Black people, you know, in our gen. Now, when it's funny, it's okay to generalize the Black people. But then when we go to right. the church aspect of it, because I believe the Black church and the Black community are intertwined together, we get upset because, well, it's not fair. It's the person that did it to you. But that's the church. The people make up the church, right. So Preston, mm-hmm. help me out, because I know Bi- you're on the other side. The Bible, okay. Yes. The, Bi- the Bible says the weak and the grow together. That means oh. that there's two, there's vessels of honor in the church, there's vessels of dishonor. They're all in the church. They all go to that church, but we can't, they, they don't all represent the church. So some of them represent the church. And when we group it, when we group it as church, and I don't I don't agree with that because when we group stuff, like people say musicians are like this. I say, no, don't say musicians. You ran to some musicians that are like this. Musicians are not like this. He's like that. She's like that. But musicians mm-hmm. are not like that. 
That's my only issue. It's grouping it. I don't let anybody group black people. I don't let anybody group white people. Any anything. It's like if you got a group, like you just said, for the good things, you group that. Oh, black people can cook. No, no, all black people can cook. Don't put that. No, well, I got taste some some bad. I I taste some bad food. So all black people can cook. But you met some black people that can cook. Don't just generalize. And say black people can't. Don't generalize and say the church. When you say the church. You're saying, okay, yeah, there are some people that went to that at some churches that are wrong, that are wrong. I agree. And people have been done wrong by people at church, but the church hasn't done anyone wrong. And once you put that label on that, you're saying the church. And I understand this. You're not saying the church. I'm not really saying the church. I'm saying church. But for people who don't understand, you have to make that difference. Like, no, not the church. I got hurt at a church. Okay, but so, and, and I'm going to drive this point. I'm, I'm, Can I I'm, say something? Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to say, I want you to understand the reason why it's generalized in this aspect of church hurt because it's not just happening at one church. It's happening at multiple, multiple churches. And it's not it's only happening in the Black community, absolutely, Pastor Jay, it's happening in other communities as well. Like Catholicism has major cases about right. um, child molestation mm -hmm. constantly. So that is right. something that's considered right. church trauma. And unfortunately, we hate generaliz generalization in general. I am a black woman who is from the suburbs, but if my face looks different, I'm automatically assumed that I'm angry, that I'm ghetto, that I want to fight, that I'm aggressive. And those type of generalizations I hate, but there is women out there in other states and other countries who give us a bad rep. The difference is, like Pastor Jay was saying, is that when I am encountered with another person, that is, you're not going to get that from me. You're not going to get mm -hmm. that raw, raw type of personality from me. You're going to get love and light. And that's the type of things that we as Christians have to do is we have to change the narrative. Yes, we don't want to be generalized. So if we don't want to be generalized, we have to start making necessary steps individually to get that. Um, representation away from us like we have done so well in the black community we have more black women and black men who are lawyers public defenders supreme court justice and you know that wasn't the same you know 10 years from now so we are changing the narrative it's not going to happen overnight but you know it's our responsibility to do so because obviously people are going to generalize until they have another example I want to read this comment from uh, from Mrs. Norman Tiffany. She said, the hurt is real. We definitely empathize with people who have been hurt by someone in the church and even apologize on that person's behalf. But at the end of the day, God's church didn't do it. Be specific and confront the person. See, I think I disagree a little bit because I feel like we, and, and this, I think this is where we're not seeing eye to eye because the question is, who is the church and what is the church, right? And and will the church take responsibility? I want to say shout out to DJ and I, I see um, Moses out there commenting. So y'all come on and jump on in. Don't be scared. Come on <laughs> in and 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 uh, click the link and, and join in. I, I would love to hear uh, what you all all have to say. But so. There, Moses said, "I'm, I'm, don't, I ain't scared." Okay, Moses. Um, what I feel is, <laughs> you know, listen. As as black people, we 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 don't mind saying we are creative, we are talented, 
we are, you know, there are unique things within the black community that we all acknowledge, right? So if we can acknowledge the good and let's go to the church, the church, is, you know, I, I I grew up in the black church. A lot of people know me from my Church of God in Christ years and, and know me through all of that. I had, ex I had great experiences, um, but I also had negative experiences when I was younger. And, and even, I have to be honest, it's funny we're talking about this because even today, um, I've just been in this like let it off of my chest, you know, mood. And so I had reached out to somebody who had offended me like over 20 years ago. Don't judge me. It was over 20 years ago. I'm half Caribbean. <laughs> we hold on to grudges sometimes. But I had reached out to them and I said, listen, that, that time, a long time ago, I, you really hurt me and I've been holding on to this and I needed to get it off of my chest. But even confronting him about it, I blamed the whole entire community of the church. I was, I was church hurt because I felt like he represented that whole church and that whole organization. So when I looked at him, I looked at the church, therefore I was church hurt. But I'm wondering, and I'm going to bring Moses on because I want to hear what he has to say, but if we can embrace the goodness of the church, the good things, the unity, the togetherness, all of that wonderful stuff, why can't we acknowledge that, you know, as a church, there are people who are hurt because of the church, not because of that one person. If we're a part of the church, why don't we want to take responsibility? Because I believe we have to maintain that cognitive dissonance. I think that um, most pastors, most spiritual leaders, most ministers want to be able to say they're not on the same spiritual level that I'm on. That's why they did X, Y, and Z. Again, it goes back to pride. Why not just humble yourself and just admit we're, we are all flawed. And every pastor, every minister True. is an ambassador True. of the kingdom of God. And okay. you bear the weight of representing the kingdom of God. If you no longer want to represent the kingdom of God, then you need to step down. Okay, you know, Moses, thing, I, 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 go ahead, Pastor I was going to say right quick, and I want everybody to know this on the line. You could be a regular church member and offended a non-believer, and they'll get church hurt. Exactly. And, and it's not just a title. Because right. when I came into church, I know what titles meant. <laughs> I just saw you a church member, you in church, you in a suit. You want to dress, and if one one of those people said something wrong, I'd have been like, "See, and that's why you're fake." And that's I'm telling you, I'm being transparent. Is when I was a child, I didn't have uh, parents growing up in the church, so I had to experience it on my own to see it and see how the politics and everything is. So it's not just for people with title, because a lot of times people put out on the charge of all those people with title. No, if you're a Christian, you're a born again believer, and your friends is watching you and waiting for you to get validation for them to say, see, I told you. But that's the thing that the charge of us as the body of Christ hold. Right. It's so that, you know what, we all represent Christ no matter where we go, work, um, school, wherever you at. And, and it's supposed to be showing love. You could say, I love God, but you can't love your brothers and sisters. That's not right. Don't, don't, mm -hmm. you, don't you show me that, that, that mess. <laughs> Moses, listen, Moses, before you respond, I want to read this comment. Shout out to my sister Kiss, amazing, amazing vocalist that if, if y'all have not heard her, um, please hear her. But she's, she just said, 
Let me make sure I'm reading you. You can't expect people not to feel anxiety when they step foot into a church filled with people that make them uncomfortable to be fully safe in the spirit. We all go to church because we are sickened. We are sickened by our sins, right? We need help. But people really have a way to turn you away. The hurt is definitely real. All caps, no lies. Go, go, go ahead, Moses. Go ahead. What do you have to say to that? Hey, man, this is a great. I, I love this live, man. I'm seeing so many great people on here. It made me want to hop on here, man. I didn't. I didn't know you was letting people on. But let me say this: <clears throat> one, you can't hate you, you. You can't hate the church and love Jesus. And uh, one thing, I mean, maybe I got on here too late. Maybe I got on here too late. But I really ain't hearing nobody stand for Christ. Like Christ is the is supposed to be the groom of the church. So for me, uh, when we start saying that the church hurt, and, and I heard uh, Preston say something about you know like well the real church and this is not. Listen to me. I don't care how long you're in ministry. You are gonna hurt somebody. Mm. But 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 the truth but, but the truth of the matter is is this we ain't supposed to be there for people we're supposed to be there for salvation right and so if we're supposed to be there for salvation we're supposed to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ now if we're supposed to be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ um we're supposed to be pointing the bible says what um, I'll draw all men to me not all to your personality not all to the pastor right. not all to and, and that's what we got to be careful of and, and that's what the church should be promoting not putting our trust in these individuals and really pointing them to Jesus Christ Let's stand on Christ. Let's point him to Christ. Christ now is the groom. Go talk to me. Talk to me. I, I got a question, and, and for everybody me. out there, because you said something very interesting. You can't hate the church and love Jesus. Why? Okay, because he's called to the church. Our gifts, even when, even when we it talk about church. our gifts, our gifts are to the church. It's to edify the church. When you take a strong stance against the church, you're taking a stance against Christ's bride. How, how that's like somebody on here who's man. That's like Preston. If, if I really got a problem with Tiffany, we ain't gonna be kicking it like that. We ain't gonna be friends like that. Why? Because you, you can't you can't love him and hate his wife. They're one. See, I, I'm teetering on the fence, you know. Be and and I'm I'm just gonna. I hate to say devil's advocate because I'm not advocating for the devil. Go ahead. But, yeah, um, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> you know, um, for let me tell you, for, for a lot of people, a lot of people know me from church, but there was right, a right, right. very long period where I did not go to church. As a matter of fact, I refused right. to go to church. I adamantly refused. Like when my mom was living, she was like, Daryl, I know you don't go to church. Like if I had a problem with something, like, she's like, I know you don't go to church, but um, just don't forget to pray. I'm not gonna press you about church because it was like. I was so, I, at, at that particular time, I had had it with church. So I was like, do not bring up church to me. Do not talk about church. But I was still churchy in a weird way. But I was like, don't talk about church. Don't bring up Kojic. Don't bring up any pastors. But I don't think I ever lost my love for Jesus. I was just trying to find my way. I have a question but for you, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I will say this. Um, go, yeah, I won't then after go, ahead. go ahead. Mm hmm but um, definitely my experience with my home church was something for the books. It didn't steer me away from God at all. I felt like once I stepped out of that environment, I got closer to God. And I actually changed for the better by doing that. Now, people, I get it because you don't want to generalize. I get the, the heavy weight that the church, the title of the church holds but 
it's almost deflecting the feeling and the emotion. And I think that's the reason why there is so many people who steer away from God because there's no accountability or acknowledgement because it is the church. And when we do that, unknowingly justifying the disrespect or the trauma that it may have caused. Sometimes we can step in and be able to say that there's a mistake that has been made, just like we can say that as a body of Black people, there are a large group of Black people who are misguided, miseducated, and misinformed that are making horrible mistakes. So that we have to take that, um, you know, that responsibility to, you know, change that mindset and to change that narrative, like I said before. So it's not going against the church when you speak out against, uh, speak out with your trauma. It is actually calling out the demon itself in changing the narrative. And I think the mm. reason why there's such a battle between the two is because nobody wants that to come to the forefront. Nobody wants to have those hard conversations, just like Black Lives Matter, when you have frank conversations with your white friends, not everybody was agreeing at that time. And right. it caused mm-hmm. a lot of turmoil because people want to be right. Sometimes we will sit here in our wrong and because we just refuse to be wrong. I mean, you know, we want to be right so bad. So it's not saying that church, you know, God's wife or, I mean, Jesus' wife or anything like that, there's nothing wrong with that. And unfortunately, when we kind of pull the veil over people's eyes because we do not want the dynamic of the church to change, we are doing exactly that. We are not acknowledging it. Uh, I think I, uh, most. I just want to real quick because Moses had a question. Um, I, I, uh, so I ain't gonna lie, man. I, she she kind of tore me away from my original thought. But just to give some scripture, <laughs> do, uh, is everybody on here Christians? Yes. So everybody believes. So everybody's a, a, a Christian. So we all can agree that the Bible is the highest authority, and there is no equal to that authority. Correct. Okay, so if that's the case, I just want to Y'all go to real scripture. quiet. Right. Yeah, hey, well, <laughs> wait, so wait, wait, wait. Y'all real quiet. I think I will, I will say this. I, I will say it's interpretation. To interpretation. Interpretation matters. Mm-hmm. And I will I will also say the Bible was not written in LA, and we have to understand that we live in a Western civilization. <laughs> and a lot of a I'm lot so of that was written, a lot Amen. of that was written to Eastern culture. I also want to also say we have to understand that when we talk about the church as a whole and we, we talk about it being the bride of Christ and mm-hmm. um, we're making all of these, these wonderful statements that are, that are biblically no, no, the scripture, true, it's in content. Yep. That, are biblically, mm-hmm. that, are, that are biblically true, we have to understand that the church as it is operating today at large is not living up to what was mandated and what was outlined for the church to be doing in the first place. That's all I wanted to say about that. Even with that statement. Hold that thought thought real quick because you know this is the show and we I got bills to pay. So we just gonna have a quick commercial and we'll be right (laughs) back. Okay. Your commercial will be right back. Hold that thought. Don't forget Moses. Thank you.
artist, business owner, entrepreneur, looking for a new way to promote your business? Look no further. Hit me up at the DW Experience 702 at gmail.com or just DM me. We're waiting on you. Break right now. I like that commercial, especially the water. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yes, yes, thank you very much. Y'all, y'all, hit me up. My, my prices are low right now, and um, <laughs> yeah, hit me up. All right, nice, <laughs> Moses. Nice, thank you. Commercial Moses, break. Yeah, yeah. So we got to pay these bills. It's real. <clears throat> uh, so I so. Uh, pastor, I mean, uh, my brother, he uh, he threw me for a loop and he said what he said. Uh, yeah, so I, I would agree with what he was saying when he said that um, the church as a whole is not operating in the way the first century church is. I can agree with that completely. However, I think that we have to we have to understand this. That, that was kind of, that kind of only speaks or only builds up the point that Preston was making. Not everybody is a church. And see, the issue is, is that we're doing this whole kumbaya thing and we're making everybody seem as if like everything is the church. And thus, we have these stories or these renditions of things. Instead of calling out the individual, listen to me. Someone who molested somebody, we're not trying to get everybody that was like, if, if you didn't have nothing to do with it, that you ain't got nothing to do with it. That ain't got nothing to do with you. But the person who molested him, we still need to get that individual. So don't point at the entire place. No, point at that individual so we can get that individual. And so for me, I think that... Wait, uh, I see her. She, <laughs> she's ready. And so, and, so for me, and so for me, my thing is this. Um, one... We got one. We got to stop acting like, you know, everything is the church or everything is, you know, what was ordained for the church. The Bible in Hebrews says what it says, forsake not the assembly. Right. And so um, we have to we have to look at that. He's telling you that it is important. It's not it's not something that you should go without. Um, Romans, Romans 10 and 14 says what? How can they hear? Because they what they need a preacher like we have to you, you can't choose if you're a Christian to believe what you want to believe when it's convenient to believe. The Bible's right even when I'm wrong. And, and, and the issue is, is most believers don't want to take a stance and say, listen, um, what they're doing is wrong. So we avoid trying to say the name and we try to group so that it's more comfortable. Because if I if I take down this individual, right. you know, it's going to hurt so many of the people. And a lot of people who are calling themselves church are not saying anybody on here. I don't want nobody getting offended. It could be, it could not be. But I'm well, saying you, you're going to offend either way. Yeah. Go on and say but, it. But, but a lot of these people who <laughs> are saying that they're a church hurt had an unrealistic expectation of the church. See, hey, some people thought they was on they, they were gonna have they were gonna have a career in church or they were gonna be famous in church. And when that idea didn't work out, they started blaming God. But that wasn't that, that, that wasn't what God had for you. That wasn't in the deck of cards for you. And so and now, now, mind you, I'm not talking about now there, there are some circumstances outside of that, but I'm saying a lot of individuals are not dealing with church hurt. They're dealing with self-disappointment because they because they stepped out on their ambitions. They thought that they could do they could do something and it didn't work out for them. OK, so, so um, I, I'm listening. And, so I, have and a question. I, ask, I have a question. Absolutely. As, um, uh, just want to set the room because like I, I know everybody knows this topic has been around. But one thing that I see that's never put in retrospect is what is the solution? Oh, yeah. I've always wondered. Okay, let's pause because everybody can't talk at once. Go ahead, Pastor Jay and then Brianna. I was just saying, I always wonder that because, you know, a lot of times we go public with our pain 
to, you know, to either sometimes shame or, you know, uh, to be able to bring someone down. And that goes with what he was saying with grouping. But then instead of, you know, always going with that same tactic, when do we get to a point where we actually find a solution? Because if we are unified, the only way we could be unified is if we can make a solution together with all of us, not just some of us thinking, okay, that's going to fix it. Because if I say, oh, let's all today uh, do A, B, and C, right? And it's just based off what I say, everybody's going to be like, nah, I'm not with that. It has to be as a movement, as a collective together, because we we grouped it together. Then obviously together we have to make a solution. Okay. Um, and I want to go back to, to, to what Moses was saying in regards to the Bible. And I paused um, because I do believe the Bible is the word of God, but I also do know that this same Bible is what the Ku Klux Klan used to defend their racism. I also know this Bible is the same Bible that um, men use uh, to, to put women in their place. This is the same Bible that, you know, given to the wrong person is used to defend why slavery is a good idea and why we were wrong mm. to abolish it. Mm. You know, so th that's for me why I pause because this Bible in the right hand can be, it's like a gun in the right. It, yeah. it, it's not the gun. That's the problem. It's the person who has the gun. So it's like, it's not the Bible. That's the problem, but put in the wrong hands, you know, the same Bible I, I that we're, you know, we're like, this is God's word. You you give it to to the Grand Wizard, and they're like, so when did we end slavery? Because the Bible says here that slaves obey your masters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, put that in context. That's not in context when we use that. They're using that. They're misinterpreting that. But yeah, I get you. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that Christians use that they misinterpret also. Um, it's, it's doctrinal issues. What we're talking about, what we're talking about right now is, is we first off, I grew up in Church of God of Christ. At one yes, point, you uh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. I grew up in Church of God. <laughs> let me let you me let me go ahead. Jordan, you got to be born in. You got to be born yeah. in. Let me say this to you. I and I want to be I want to be painfully clear. I'm not Church of God in Christ no more, not because I have any issues with it. I think that it's just got the wrong doctrine. But I think a lot of these denominations have the wrong doctrine. They're not putting things, they're not, they're not. Scripture should be your highest priority. And it in his Walter said it, Walter said it best. Walter used to teach us back back in the day. Um, if your context is wrong, your conclusion is wrong, if your conclusion is wrong, um, your application is wrong, if your application is wrong, you're a hot mess. The reality is, is, is what we're seeing right now is a church that's really a hot mess because our doctrine is wrong. And the root of a lot of our issue is we are taking scripture out of context and we're trying to apply it to our life. And so you get people who say, oh, I can do all things through Christ. That's strengthening me. Do you know what that text is talking about? Because it's not talking about you can do whatever you put your mind to. It's talking about mm. you, can, you can get through everything with Christ. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to, we have to, what we have to do is we have to do an undoing of this education that we so-called got this, you know, this rhema word or this revelation that we've gotten. And we need to get back to understanding what the, the first century church wasn't talking about prosperity. Okay. So, so, so when we start hearing this prosperity gospel, what you have to understand is Galatians talks about another gospel. When you start talking about another gospel, what you're doing is, is you're talking a false gospel in which Paul um, emphatically stands against. So um, I think that it's all about context and doctrine. If we really want the church 
to like really listen. And let me say this: not everybody's going to join the church, and that's what you got to be comfortable with. Everybody's going to choose Jesus, and if you really love Jesus, you have to be okay with that. Some people are going to choose spirituality over Christ, and you have to be okay to say, "Listen, if you feel that way, cool. I believe Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. Period." Because the scripture says it. So we have to hold scripture as the highest authority. And when you hold it as the highest authority, you'll start to want to know context. There is nothing as a believer. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you cannot put anything equal or greater to the scripture because that's how we know Christ. Right. So it's scripture alone, Christ alone. Faith alone, grace alone. Walter about to try to tear me up. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, and let me chime in before, before <laughs> Walter, because I'm also putting in, for me, like I think of, what's that? Okay. Um, one, one, I want to invite, um, invite DJ, and, and I want to invite um, Pastor Leonard Primus. I see Tiffany trying trying to get them on. So click the link, um, join in, because I want to hear what you have to say. Um, what I'm, what I'm struggling, I wouldn't even say what I'm struggling with, but at the end of the day, for me, I think about the life of Jesus Christ, right? Yep. And and even right. at the even at the cross, who was next to him? What uh, a thief, thief. And, and a murderer, right? You know, his ministry was going to the people that the people judged. And I think, and I'm, I'm going to say this, you know, I think the black church has taken on the personality of the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Black church empowered it. Okay. Um, but, you know, we've taken, you know, I, the black church, you know, like somebody said, anxiety walking into the church, feeling judged walking into the church. You know, I remember growing up in church and looking at how judgmental we were to the woman who walked in who didn't look like us or mm -hmm. to the homosexual who walked in or or to the person who wasn't like us or to the white person who who didn't shout like us you know mm -hmm. what is that you know like where did that come from do you think that that exists or 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 I, you know cuz i want to get to the healing part but i think before we heal we have to acknowledge i also feel Go like ahead, you know, just like Moses is saying, I grew up Kojic too, so we can't sit here and not act like there's a whole business structured background behind the Kojic church where we have, you know, ministers, deacons, pastors, but there are people above them. We have jurisdiction, we have superintendents, and that's where I mean as far as holding the church accountable because. In my in my experience, I have had ministers make passes at my friends, and there is no hierarchy calling that out and making that person accountable. And I've seen it so much that it's almost become a generalization because there's no accountability being thrown at those people. If we do not want church hurt to be a thing or church trauma to be a thing, we have to address the fact that we are not handling the situation. It's just like Pastor Jay was saying, what is the solution? solution the solution yeah. is mm -hmm. for our superintendents, our bishops, and above to start calling these people out. It doesn't have to be public, but it definitely has to be some type of repercussion for it so that there's not the same type of um, environment or the same type of energy going over and over and over again. You know, you want people to focus on the word when they're 
in church. You don't want people focusing on what shoes you got on and such and such and got tight. And I had mothers who used to walk up to me and tell me that my shirt wasn't high up enough. And my mom took pride in making sure that my appearance was 100% exceptional. So that would hurt my feelings and make me feel uncomfortable about my body because it didn't look like everyone else's. But there was no one calling that out. Let me ask you, do you blame the person who criticized your fit or do you look at the church? I don't blame the church for who, I blame the person for, for criticizing my fit, but I blame the church for not making an acknowledgement that that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Walt, go ahead. So this is what happens when we take a conversation and we only focus on nuances instead of having the complete conversation. We're talking about church hurt, church hurt. Now all of a sudden we end up in a Bible study and we exegete scripture oh, and we're doing historic. You know, but no, this is this is exactly okay, what happened. I, I, this is just about the conversation. This is exactly what happens when a person says, Here's my pain. They come and they say, Here's my pain. This is what happened. <laughs> And the culture, the church culture says, well, no, that's not your issue. This is your issue. That may have happened, but this is this, 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 this. We start deflecting instead of like Pastor Jay said earlier, um, he spoke up. He said that he's going to, he, sometimes you have to apologize even if you had nothing to do with that exactly. situation. I believe before we can move to a place of healing, we've got to understand that church culture in today's time has definitely done a lot of things to harm a lot of marginalized people. And in many cases, it has done a lot to harm. The, it has done a lot to help the black community. But it has also done a lot to harm the black community as well. And uh, until, mo- until, we can, mm-hmm. until we can acknowledge the duality we're not going to be able to truly address what has really taken place as it relates to a lot of the individuals. Mm. Moses, and then go ahead, Moses. Mo, let me I, tell you something, Moses. Anytime you do that, you got this smile. It's like this <laughs> smirk smile that it's like, oh, he got something to say. Like, <laughs> I, I want to say this. I love my brother, man. Because uh, he, 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 he can bring it out of me. Uh, <laughs> and I think this live is good. Let me say this. Um, I forgot y'all are related. I oh, totally yeah, forgot. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? He, he's the big brother. I'm the younger one. Uh, but uh, let me say this. I think that this, uh, even to his point, I think that uh, we do do a lot of deflecting. I don't think that's what's going on here. I think that, again, when we're talking about getting to the solution, we have to get to the solution. Pointing to, aimlessly pointing does not get to the solution. And sometimes you just pointing and saying, oh, well, the church did this. That's not helping me. Who did it so we can so we can address the situation? Like, right. my daughter, if my daughter comes to me and tells me somebody hurts her, oh, the school hurt me. That's not helping me go to correct the issue. So are you a lot of times- the school, though? Are you holding the school accountable? If a teacher does something to your daughter, is it the teacher's fault, or are we holding the school accountable? Both. Or if you your know, daughter already spoke out cannot, and the teacher in the church did nothing I want, I, I, I mean, want to say this. Go ahead, Moses. Go ahead. At the end of the day, we still want the rapist to go to jail, even if somebody was in the room. Mm -hmm. Let's get the person. 
Let's address the situation. We want resolve. And I think sometimes we get so caught. I think a lot of times we just want a lot of people to go down because because we're grouping in with other people we don't like. We get the person, we get the person, but then we have to address the system that allowed the person to do it and get Correct. away with it. All right. So what about, I, I just want to put that out there. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that there's renegade preachers. There's renegade right. people right. out Absolutely. there that is not following under any right. type of covering. Right. That's not even following bylaws. Right. A lot of times there's some preachers out there don't, that don't even have any covering that goes out there. And they go out and they do things to people and we get blamed for it as a group, which I think to me is unfair because it's it just is. like there's a lot of people out there doing right. But we focus. Right. If you look at there's social media, if you look at social media today, they focus more on the bad than the good. You see more people getting beat up, shot, and everything else compared to what's actually doing good in the community, right? So it's just right. kind of like it's more of a buzz when we talk about the bad things instead of highlighting the good things. I always say we always highlight these bad things and that's why people like say, oh, that's that's what's okay. That gives me attention. That's that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. Everybody's doing it, right? Instead of everybody highlighting, say, you know what, that's wrong. I'm not going to give you a platform. I'm not going to allow you to just think it's okay mm -hmm. because now you get all this attention because sometimes we don't solve the issue. We just give them more publicity. Okay, here's here's what, I, and, and we're kind of rounding up. I want to stay within the hour. It looks like we may go over. Um, Preston, I want to hear from you, and then I, I want to, um, uh, go ahead. Um, well, I heard them talking about uh, the Kojic and the, the superintendent stuff like that. Um, yeah, outside all day, but uh, this is the thing. Like you said, there's renegade pastors. Some people, it was it's popular now to be a pastor but you can I don't know for church and become a pastor and then hurt a lot of people. And they're going to say a church hurt them. And I shouldn't have been a pastor in the first place. But it's, and then, and then even in Kojic, right. you part of an organization, but Kojic cannot run nobody's individual church. Even that way, it's mm -hmm. like the bishop can't come down and say, Hey, you can't be a pastor right now. You said like, no, you're not funding this church. You're, you're ran by, you part of an organization which is like a culture is just organization. Like I, just I just want to say we've seen that happen. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, we, we've seen that happen before. Hold yes, on. So, Bishop Blake has had some Well, they don't have to. Say, they don't, I used to they, be on the board. Yeah, we, there was, there was a church in, in a city that rhymes with Mamona. They were snatched your hole. They were snatched your whole situation. I like the way you're trying to come at culture, bro. We all culture. Well, we all yeah. come from culture, bro. Okay, but let me ask you this, and let me take this to I didn't come from culture. I was at this. Okay, wait, wait, here. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, everybody. Go ahead, Preston. Go ahead, Preston. So... So we can't, it's, that's why I said we can't put the, that's why I have a problem with the umbrella of the church. I, we don't allow white people to umbrella black people. We don't allow any of that to happen at all. If, if we, we're going to have a big argument. You lose your job and you umbrella black people. But it's okay for the church to umbrella the church, which is I believe is not fair. Good or bad, umbrella us, umbrella black people good, umbrella bad, it's, we just don't allow it to happen. I just want that same effort when it comes to the church. It's like if you if you find what someone saying black people are lazy, then you find what saying black people are lazy, then then you should be. I'll be. Then you have to be fine with. Then you gotta be fine with saying the black people the churches is hurting you. 
And you got to say this, it's all equal and the same thing to me. That's the way I see it. Yes, you were hurt by someone in the church. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying it. Mm -hmm. I just don't like the title church hurt. You mm -hmm. was hurt at church. I agree. You was hurt at, at a church by a leader of a church. I agree with that. Does it need to be fixed? How can we fix it? Yeah. This pastor hurt me. Oh, we need to go go talk to him and then you go you go get another get another witness and if if that doesn't work if that doesn't happen you just dust your feet you just wipe it off that's how you handle with if somebody offends you that's how nothing. you do it but you you don't say the church did it you just go walk away i would never <laughs> say black people are lazy i know some lazy people that are black but the, the black people are not lazy so I'm that's how can i say something yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Pastor Jay. So I just want to say simply, first of all, I love all y'all. Thank y'all for coming on Anointed Radio. <laughs> Second thing, I on the DW experience, you guys. Well, obviously, you see, the, <laughs> you see the title everywhere. So one thing I want to say is this: we got. I honestly think, as a part of a solution, is that we got to return back to love. And when you love some, when you return back to love, you find a solution. Wherever God guides us with with that solution, that is what's going to really make a difference because love is substance. It, it, it brings up to something that you're like, I might disagree with you. I might not like what you're doing, but because I love you, I'm going to be there to correct that situation. I'm be there to stand with you. I'm not going to sit here to condemn. I'm not going to sit here. We all know the uh, <laughs> Corinthians where it say what love is, but the main thing is I, we have to, if, if God is love and we, and we love God, that we should show some love to fix this situation as a well, whole so that collectively, yeah, as a solution, I, we can start coming back to love and and start wherever that healing needs to be because church healing that, needs true. to start. I, I want to interject there, and, and the reason I'm interjecting is, is because, um, if you go to AA, NA, or, or any, any of those programs, what is the first thing? What is the first step? Acknowledging the problem. Acknowledging the problem. So, so, so now, do you think? So let me ask y'all the question. Say, go ahead. So, go ahead. That. so <laughs> that's why I said with a solution. Uh -huh. Now that we know with church hurt that there's people out there, we need to go love on those people that have been left behind. We need to love on those people that have been abused. We need to so. go love on those people and start coming back together and start church healing and stop yeah. really having talking about it and not putting the action behind because well, well, this, this could be a rabbit hole if no one takes charge of stuff and if they see a wrong correct that wrong because it goes back to accountability if you see somebody doing wrong and you know that they're going to group yeah, it together then you should say it. something and correct it there so that you could be able to start showing love because you're like i love my sister i love my brother and i'm not going to allow them to go through that to start showing that true love in the church to start church healing I love y'all. And it needs to be. Thank you, Pastor Jay. But here's my thing. And I, I want to shout out to Moses also. Thank you for joining. I want him to come back. Um, but I think there's a difference between knowing and acknowledging. And so mm -hmm. my question and my thought is, is the black church still in denial? Yes. Are, are we are, are we just I, it seems like we're just well, in, in denial so, because I, I don't think so. Say something. I think yes. I think there's a lot of people in denial because there's a lot of people in denial of their own things that they're dealing with themselves. The trauma's in their self. Mm -hmm. That's why they're hurting other people. But that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. Because trauma can is, is affecting other people's trauma. 
So as I'm saying, right. misery loves company, right? If I'm going yeah. through something, I hurt other people because I'm mad and I'm mad at the world. So I don't care about you. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to do you wrong. And it goes against everything that we were taught as being a Christian. Because if you're supposed to love thy neighbor as you love thyself, but you don't even love yourself, then of course you're going to hurt somebody. But there's some people out there that's really acknowledging it, which that's why I said we got to get back to church healing so that we can come as a collective. Everybody on this line is somebody. And one person yeah. could touch a thousand. Hello, come on, somebody. Sir. Yeah. So I, I just if, think if, if we don't acknowledge we it, it, then how can we heal? If, if we don't acknowledge it, if, if we are literally having a conversation that about church girl. hurt right now. That and girl. so I feel like in order to get to the healing, we have to acknowledge that church hurt is real. And 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 that the people church, in authority, the people in authority and with influence have to acknowledge it. Because Preston, go ahead, because Preston's people, on the other side oh, of the fence okay. right here. I'm sorry, go ahead, Preston. <laughs> okay. Now, if you listen, I I got some some work in psychology. If you if you have a patient <laughs> and the patient says I got hurt by the church, they're not gonna All right, everybody, I am back. I don't know what happened. That was strange. Obviously, we were making some progress. And anytime you're making progress, you know, things happen. So while everybody is coming back in, give me one second. We are talking about church hurt this evening, and it is getting really good. So y'all hang tight. We're coming back on. Hopefully, everybody is tapping back in. Everyone is tapping back in. I'm sending the links out right now because that was. All right, everybody. We're coming back on. The people are coming back on. We're talking about church hurt and. Um, if, if you got if you want to chime in um the last part as I'm waiting for everybody to to come back in um you know I, I wonder if the church is in denial um I think in order for us to heal we have to acknowledge right in order for us to heal we have to acknowledge there she is Brianna hey. what do you hey, hey, hey go hey. ahead and say I'm, I'm bringing everybody back in but um the last thing we were talking about is in order for people to heal, um, mm -hmm. we have to acknowledge. So what do you think of that? I agree. Um, I feel like that is definitely the first step to um, not only healing, but to create an environment where people can approach um, their leaders. And that's what I was trying to say earlier is that um, people say, well, we got to call people out, the individual, not the church. Um, people have done that before. People have called the individual out um, and told their leaderships and told their pastor or ministers or superintendents and nothing has been done. It's kind of just been swept under the rug and we tell these people, give God the glory and pray about it and everything, you know, read these five scriptures and whatever, but we're not giving them the tools to really heal through the process. So that's why it's being called church hurt because there's a whole organization of people who are not allowing themselves to fix the problem themselves it's just like the black family like if you have family members who you probably heard who've been sexually assaulted 
in their life, you don't tell your granny or your mom because those are the closest people to you. And either you either get called a liar or you get told never to speak again, never to say that again, or just completely get swept under the rug. And that's the thing is not being acknowledged once it's called out. And that's what we're trying to, um, you know, convey is that, you know, not everyone in the church is bad, but we all have to take a level of responsibility when someone is hurt in the church and we do nothing about it. Just like if we had a friend who self-harmed or you knew that they were, you know, self-medicating and they had, you know, suicidal thoughts and you said nothing about it, you have a level of responsibility because you could have prevented that person you know, we can't take it all in because some, sometimes no matter what you do, people do what they want to do. But if you hold yourself to a higher standard, just like me as a manager, if someone gets hurt on the job and I say nothing about it, I'm fired automatically. Well, because well, what do you have to say? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just wanted to also talk, uh, uh, piggyback on what Brianna was saying. And I wish the others were on here. It is so important that we um, deal with, thank, I'm glad Preston is on here, that we deal with this because as she said, the culture does not allow for the correction. That's why calling an individual out doesn't really do any good. The minute you say something against a church leader, it's mm -hmm. touch not touch oh. mine anointed, do my profit <laughs> no harm. Or you are now looked at as the person who can't be trusted, the disloyal individual, you are now following strange doctrine, lighting strange fire, blase, blase. Trust oh, me, you're, you're, I had it all said about me. Mm -hmm. You're the heretic, yeah, the troublemaker. Not because, every, okay, everybody wants to dissect scripture when it proves they're right, but right. nobody wants to just just stand and do what, sometimes you have to just stand in what's right as a human being, and that is mm -hmm. right is right and wrong is wrong. Mm -hmm. And sometimes because of the church culture, we just mm. can't, we just can't find a, we can't find a way to make that happen without a whole bunch of unnecessary rigmarole. Go ahead, go ahead, Preston. Uh, I, 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 I hear what you're saying, uh, what both of you guys are saying. Uh, Sometimes in church, yeah, I've, I've heard that, like, you do my profit, no harm, and all that. Um, uh, but you can't fix it. If someone is raping you, and you're telling, and you're, they're telling you, you can't tell because he's a prophet or something. No, he's, he's that's, that's completely wrong. And that's, that's hurtful. That's, that's, I agree, that's hurt. What we need to, like Moses was saying, people would say we need to call that person out and get that person needs to be handled. I'm in agreement with that. Okay. I'm in agreement so, when we handle the, the issues. I'm in agreement with that. Okay, so let's take rape off the table because I think we all can agree somebody needs to be dealt with if they're raping people. But let's talk about financial abuse. Let's talk about these pastors that have had these building funds for thirty plus years <laughs> and the money thirty plus years. There's a there's a um a hole at the bottom of the pool. Let's let's talk about these pastors that um preach people's business from over the pool pit. Mm -hmm. and, and and now mm -hmm. the thing the thing I do understand now I did pastor for 15 years and in that time space of time 
I did hurt people. But the difference between me and a lot of people is I was willing to sit down one-on-one -on -one, because I'm a man about mine. I'm willing to sit down one-on-one -on -one with a person and apologize, not on some self-righteous mess either. Well, I'm sorry if you felt that way. No, I'm sorry. I said, blase, 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 blah, blah, blah. Most of my ex-members and I, were still good because I was willing to do that. But in most cases, that's just not the case. The minute you say where'd the money go, you're now labeled the 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 mm -hmm. disloyal one in the ministry. The minute you you ask questions that that would be nice if the church could rise to the occasion and just have some integrity, just have mm -hmm. some integrity. It's, it's well, my case. Uh huh. Yes, here's, here's my question. Okay, so let's go this direction because I I love where we're going. My in my former life, I like I I was you all know I worked in the restaurant industry. I was a server. Right. Um, at the last yeah, restaurant, yeah. yeah um, <laughs> at the last restaurant I worked at, one of our our um we we had um points that 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 were like points that we lived by in the restaurant, mm -hmm. and, and one of them was we are a team. We uh -huh. all look good together. We all look bad together. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter if it was the host that made a mistake or the server that made a mistake or the manager that made a mistake. In essence, the restaurant made a mistake because right. we believe it doesn't matter who made the mistake. At the end of the day, you're looking at the restaurant. Right. So that's the way I look at, at, at Church Hurt right now mm -hmm. is that it seems like we're in denial just to say that the church failed and so it doesn't matter if it's the pastor mm -hmm. the organist it doesn't matter if it was the person in 1985 at the end of the day as a church are we in denial of just saying that we hurt somebody and we take full responsibility to, for that i also feel like we're groomed to not be to not be to speak against the church um, right, I feel right. like that. And I see Preston struggling. <laughs> I see I Preston like that's... struggling. <laughs> I feel like that's why we have a hard time really having these conversations. Just like a perfect example is your parents. Your parents aren't perfect. Your parents right. make mistakes all the time. Um, but, you know, you may feel some type of way about your parents. But the moment someone else speaks out against your family, you have a problem with that because you don't want them calling out your family that is your bloodline that is who mm -hmm. your tutelage is under so you don't want that being out and aired out to the world because you kind of right. want to keep it in and that's the problem and that's how you build family trauma you know right. like people have family trauma people have family yes. hurt so we're not going to call it family hurt because other families don't have these problems it is a generalized statement of course i kind of think is, so yeah. I, I kind of think so. Like t t Tiffany just posted, like, so if somebody's, um, let me let me read this comment. It doesn't come up on here. So Tiffany said, so everyone on here is responsible for church hurt because we are part of the church. I'm leaning yeah, towards yes. Yes. I'm leaning towards yes. And when it say anything, or I have overheard things, you know, because I grew up under the church like everybody else. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So. Period. You know, and every, you know, there for choir rehearsal, minister, uh, minister meetings, deacon meetings, um, trust me, YWCC, all of it. 
And oh, I ain't heard that in years. Oh, oh my I God. I'm, I, that's one thing I do miss. I'm not going to lie. Them <laughs> trips to Mimi's, boy. But okay. I will say. I just want to yeah, go, go ahead after Brianna, hold, and then I want to hear from yeah, Preston. We all hold a level of accountability and responsibility. Right. Um, you know, even in the Black community as well, um, as a woman, I will be a mother someday. My responsibility is to make sure that my children grow up to be exceptional and vice versa. So it's a, a situation as far as, no, we cannot take on the burden of the sin itself. Somebody told me, I think it was Dr. Copeland told me this on Clubhouse. We cannot take on the burden of the sin itself, but we can see the sin and we can apologize for the sin. And if we can acknowledge the sin, there's nothing wrong with that. You cannot generalize the sin itself, but you can acknowledge it and you can have someone who to hold accountable. And unfortunately, like I say, I, I, I manage a staff. If anybody in my staff messes up, who is the first person they're going to blame? Me. I had nothing to do with that mistake, but I am responsible to fix it. And that's right. what it is for us as Christians, as members of the church, is to fix the mistake. And it's okay to say that in this situation, there is some flaw in the church. That's nothing against the whole entire religion or you know god itself or jesus itself it's yeah, yeah. just the organization we have to realize church yes it's in the bible and we feel like the word church means that we can't say nothing against that and people have changed the definition of church outside of right. that as we can see so <clears throat> when we speak of church hurt we're speaking of the separation that people have put themselves on the pedestal and deemed themselves perfect when we know there's no such thing and we cannot glorify that by not speaking about it. Okay, I, I, I understand what you guys are saying when you say church hurt. I understand mm -hmm. when you say church hurt, you're not saying the church. You're mm -hmm. saying the church organization, church people. You're mm -hmm. not saying the church, but not many people have that understanding. When people hear mm -hmm. church hurt, you think it could get it through with the church. Mm -hmm. The church, and I know you're not talking about the church, but I just want to make make that class why people have a. That's why I have a problem when you say church hurt because people can they don't really understand. Like well, I'm not saying no, the church. That, no, I'm talking that, about the, yeah. the, the the people in the church. I'm just I'm just the name church hurt. It doesn't go with this. Don't 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 get too spiritual. If I didn't say oh no the church. Then no, I'm saying this right here. This definition I'm using here, and I have I'm in agreement. You get hurt at church and and you generalize it as church hurt but the church didn't hurt you and yes, it's it's our job yeah it, it's my job to love I, if i if 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 anybody if you wasn't hurt at church i'm loving you if 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 you was hurt at home i'm loving you if somebody hurt you i'm still gonna tell you you're gonna be okay you're gonna get over it it's gonna, it's gonna be all the god's gonna heal you and and what can i do to help you so it doesn't matter where you were hurt at it's our job to to to, to show some empathy show the love of christ that's our job. And to get back to uh, what Daryl was saying about the, the macaroni grill, man, I miss that so much. I miss that yes. macaroni grill. <laughs> to get back to that, yeah, do you, you have some people who are not franchised. They're, they're not, they don't have, they, they're not franchised. So they're, they're running, they, they might have macaroni grill on their, on their sign, but they, but they come, they're doing, they serving stuff that's not even macaroni grill approved. And the macaroni mm. grill, yeah, they, they, have, they do have to come down on them. Management has to come down and say, wait a minute, you need to take your name off that because somebody sent me some stuff 
saying that you're doing stuff wrong. And we need to do that. We need to fix church when people get hurt for by a pastor, by anyone. Walk, walk, man, I, I know the church was bombed because anyone, people who have been hurt, they're gonna make sure if somebody says they hurt, period, they're gonna jump right on that. God said, I'll give you pastors after mine own heart. And, and sometimes he has you have pastors that you go to churches, you have pastors that don't have the heart of Christ. That means that that's not your pastor. That's that that ain't your church. That that's mm. plain and simple. Plain and simple. That ain't your church. That's just it's like, well, uh, this say this must not be my church because God just just told me, hey. This ain't my church. Cause this foolishness should not be going on. This fool. This is foolishness. This is the uh, building fund for thirty years, and you got twenty dollars in the building fund left. That's right, that's foolishness. Right. And then this, you ask for the books. I... You ask for the books. There's foolishness. I'm not gonna say that. There's foolishness out there. You there are definitely foolishness out there. That's not right. That's not. We need to call it that. That's not right. You shouldn't have a building fund for thirty years and no building. It's not right. And people should, yeah, we have to hold, pastors should hold pastors accountable and people should tell people. It's like, it's accountability, but above all, God's gonna hold them accountable. Above, be not deceived, God is not mocked. If vengeance is mine, said the Lord, he shall repay. I believe that. Whenever somebody's done you wrong, you, I pray for somebody who does me wrong because I believe it to the fullest that God's gonna handle it. And because I trust he's gonna handle it, that's why I tell, because I trust, because I've been at churches, Man, I've been in churches. I, I'll say a name. I went to. Uh, uh, we love saying right? names around here. I'm saying names. <laughs> worship. I went to worship in truth, and uh, and some happened. And when and, the, and Bishop K, Pastor KT Moreland fired all the musicians, and I'm thinking like, oh, I remember what the heck's that. Going on? Uh, what's going on, Lord? I, I'm not part of this group. He put me in the same group with these guys who was. Trust me, some of them need. Most of them needed to be fired. But then about 30 minutes later, you know, he called me back. He called me back and apologized and said, hey, uh, I put you in the same boat. I was I was upset and I apologize. You you you're still here. And it's like a lot of times people he and that showed me a lot of character. Like he apologized to me and showed me a lot of character. A lot of times it's like my my spirit was like when he called me, my spirit was like, I didn't answer this phone. He just it was like you know my emotions was like i'm not answering his phone but then he i answered it and it was like okay he fixed it okay he put me in the same boat so i can understand there's times that and he was said he was wrong for he shouldn't have fired me like that and did but it was just what was going on was it was some grime stuff happening but i was there there's been there's been times yeah there's been times where it, it and it might have went through other ways sometimes he didn't apologize and it, it took months for him to call me back and apologize or something but there's but I've always, there's always been times where I've been hurt and it's been fixed. I've always put it in God's hand. I tell everybody, when I play the organ, I play for God. Uh, this pastor, this person is grind, he ain't doing this. Well, I gotta take it up with God because I'm everything I do for the Lord. It's 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 easy to say, it's easy to say, harder to do. It's easy to say, yeah, yeah. harder to do. So everything I like, Lord, you allowed this to happen. So it's much gonna be able to build me. But some people are not in that position. And those let the uh, strong bear the affirmatives of the weak. It's my job to talk, hey, you heard, I, I need to go ahead and maybe I need to pick you up and take you over here and say, hey, they're not strong like that. You need to fix this. You need to fix this. You don't treat nobody like this. You don't do like this. And then we need to have people like that, that say, okay, so, yeah, we don't do people mm -hmm. like this. 
Here, here's what I want to do because I, I can, this is um, a great dialogue and great conversation. I would love to have everybody back on again, um, not next week, but next month. And I think what I'm going to start doing is having this discussion once a month, if you all would like to come back. And I'm offering Tiffany, because she has a lot to say, I would like to uh, just, just have you all back again so we can discuss this. Because here's my thing. As we close out, I know we want to get to the healing. I know we want to get to the solution. But we can't get to the solution and we can't get to healing if we don't acknowledge the pain and the hurt. And I think that's part of the, this discussion and what we're getting to. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I don't mind having these discussions because um, I, I'll throw this out there. The next time we get together, I want to talk about, do we? does the church pick and choose who they want to forgive? Yes. Right. You know, I look at um, I look at um, the the Walls group and Daryl Walls. He was caught up in something recently, and and the church has been very very kind to him. And I look at another artist like B Slade that they have been very very mean to. Right. And so you see some people in church who make mistakes, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, God forgives and and we love you, and and for all have sinned. And then we have some other people who the church is like, you know, we're, 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 can we're cancel culture. So you are canceled right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the question is, do we pick and choose who we forgive? You know, um, I want to talk about all of that, but I, I want to thank Walter. I want to thank you, Brianna, Preston, Moses, Pastor Jay, Shakita. I want to thank you all for joining in. And um, to anybody out there, listen, if you are going through church hurt, if you have church trauma, if you have an issue with the church, I just want to say that we see you, we acknowledge you, um, we are praying for you. I love you. Everybody up here loves you. And, and you are going to get through it. I don't care if it was mm -hmm. yesterday. I don't care if it was 10 years ago. I don't care if it was 20 years ago. You are watching this as a part of beginning your healing process. Thank y'all for tuning in. Um, I'll see y'all next month, and y'all tune in next week with my special guest, Markevious Faulkner, uh, the mm -hmm. owner of Melodic Mind Studio. All right, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.